You are listening to the Loyal Locals Podcast. Another special edition. God, the club just keeps blessing us and we just keep getting some cool interviews. Hold on, let me let me lower this. Coming into the awesome tunes of uh, oh, what band is this, Steve? Bucko Nine. Bucko Nine. Local Yeah, now you know it, huh? We gave you enough crap about the fact that you didn't know <laughs> what this local band was. <sighs> Drew, who is it again? Nine. Sorry, gotcha. dude. I saw you were on mute. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, you're to I'm try. I want to make sure that you guys are on I'm your ready. toes. We're ready because we have to. Uh, man, we have to be prepared for this one. This is a good one. We have uh, a very special guest with us today. This is not going to be part of our regular podcast. This is its own thing. It's special for all of you locals out there listening. Uh, we are joined by one of our three newest acquisitions. I guess you can say. Is that the proper? I mean the the new members of the of our squad. Now they're gonna be wearing the uh, the loyal colors on the field to represent us. So we are very excited and welcome, Mr. Rubio Ruben. What's going on, brother? What's up? Excited to be here. San Diego life is one of the best places I've I've ever visited. So I definitely love San Diego. That's it. That's we we need to close the podcast now. Like that's <laughs> how can you get any any better than that? That's Good all enough. we need to hear. That's all we need to hear. San Diego is a place to literally, you know, dream of, you know, having a house one day, most definitely. And I'm from Portland, Oregon, but San Diego definitely has my heart. So it's uh, nice. Um, close to the border. Obviously, my family's Mexican. And, um, you know, it's but San Diego is uh, beautiful with all the beaches and just the, the breeze you get from San Diego. It's not too hot, but it's just perfect. Yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll bring it back a little a little bit uh, home. I was in a band long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I was in a band. We actually uh, toured up the West Coast, went past Oregon, and I was like, man, this is so different. This is so cool. And it was like in February, so there was a lot of snow on the ground. And and then we got to Seattle, and I was like, nah, hell no. I'm coming right back down. And again, <laughs> as I'm passing pa- by, by Oregon, I'm like, yeah, this place is actually pretty cool. Like, this is a place yeah. I would – it's so – I don't know. The people there, man, are, are really, really awesome. They couldn't understand why I was waiting to give them my money at McDonald's. They're like, yo, you're from California, huh? I said, yes. Why? Yeah, we don't have taxes here, man. It's just, it's what it says. It's a dollar. Just give me a damn dollar and go your way. But uh, it's, so it's, it's a magical cool, place. It's such a cool yeah. place. But however, to bring it right back, it's so good to be San Diegan. Yeah. It's yeah. so good to be San Diegan. So you guys. Uh, we're going to jump the into, what was that? I said they're both magical places. Yeah, I think they're both kind of there gifted with uh, their special kind of jade of vive, if you will, that is, you know, kind of very much them and nowhere else, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both man. places. We're going to go through your story a little bit. Uh, we'll try to kind mm-hmm. of go through it because you, you've obviously been, uh, you know, you've been in Europe, you've been in Mexico now uh, in the U.S. Um, well, let's start off with this one. This is a, a question that I always like to uh, to bring up just to kind of. You know, get in the mood of, of uh, talking about yourself because I know sometimes that could be a little weird. Uh, tell us a little bit about where your love for the beautiful game began. Yeah, my love for the beautiful game began when I was like five years old with my pops. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot, a lot of stories, you know, start that way. You know, with their dad or their mom, um, but with me, it was my dad. You know, and um, he just at a young age just taught me how to play soccer, and you know, growing up. I would watch the league IMX actually more than I would watch any other league in the world. If it was Europe, if it was, you know, uh, MLS or 
or whatever league it was, I would always, you know, tune in to watch Liga MX. I'd always watch the rival games between Chivas and America. And, you know, all those games were something that I, you know, truly wanted to be part of one day. So I definitely give my dad the props for getting me started to, to love the game. So was your dad, uh, your dad is Mexican, right? And your yeah, mom is Guatemalan? Yeah, my mom's Guatemalan. So you, you're coming from two cultures that very much love the game, right? That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of how I grew up, too. Just, you know, it just, it's in our blood, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Anybody want to ask him a question? I'm, I'm the only one doing the talking here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your senior team, your, your career kind of started, you know, right at a turn 18. You go to... Go to Holland with uh, FC Utrecht, is that correct? And uh, you kind of went through Europe and Denmark and Norway and um, landed back in Tijuana. Um, kind of, can you talk through that experience? I mean, Jerry referenced, you know, we should talk talk through your career. You know, can you kind of talk about your journey and how you got to this point now? Yeah, I mean, when I was 15 years old, I ended up going to Europe. Like uh, right when I was about to turn 16, I was like actually 15 and went through Holland. I was part of the youth academies there for like two years until I turned 18 because I was a non-EU. Um, but yeah, I was in Holland for three years. And then from there, I went to Denmark, Norway, passed through there, you know, had some, you know, games and stuff, had some goals in Europe. And then from there, I decided to come back to, to Cholos when the, when the opportunity presented it, itself. And, you know, they were keen to sign me after, a, I think we had a, a January camp and with the U.S. men's national team and, you know, I was talking to Cholos that they were very interested in signing me. I was a you know a free free player pretty much, and um, it was always my dream to you know play in the Liga MX, and for that to come true was definitely definitely something surreal. And you know, my first goal in the Liga MX was actually against Chivas, one of my idol teams, which was crazy. And um, so that's one of the moments that will for sure be one of the best goals of my career. And yeah, so then I, after that, uh, you know, I didn't get as much playing time as I wanted in Cholos, new coach, new visions. And then from there, I pretty much went to Dorados. And the Dorados, you know, obviously that experience with Diego Maradona was something else. Um, it presented itself as well. Um, the team had made it to the finals six months prior to I had arrived, and they were looking to get over that hump and, you know, get promoted. And that motivation to get to that to Dorados was one of the biggest reasons I went there. Unfortunately, we made it to the finals again, and we lost, um, and we didn't get promoted. But, you know, still being coached by one of the greatest, you know, arguably one of the greatest players of all time was something that I can take to heart and be like, I was coached by Theo Maradona. And not a lot of players can say that, you know. So, um, and then from there, you know, pretty much the Liga Ascenso, you know, completely went gone. Like, I don't know, like, completely got, they got rid of it. And it just didn't make sense for me to, to go to that league and go back. And obviously COVID kind of, kind of, you know, shifted everything with, with my career a little bit. So now I'm in San Diego. Um, Very happy to be here. Um, You know, when Landon called me, um, it's someone also that you grew up watching. You know I mean? It's not a person that, you know, you just say, oh, it's Landon Donovan. No, no, it's Landon Donovan. <laughs> yeah, arguably, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even think he's arguably the greatest player. I mean, I think he is the greatest player. Obviously, Clint Dazzy, Chelsea, Alistair, guys that you look up to. But Landon Donovan has set the, 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 like, the head of the next generation of 
U.S. national team players. So when I got that call and, you know, I got to talk to him, it was um, something I definitely, you know, considered. So so just real quick, I'm going to jump in before I let Drew take over. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to drink to the fact that you were coached by uh, Diego Maradona real quick. <laughs> bust this can open real quick um so my son yeah. my son diego was actually named after maradona so uh oh, yeah man when i uh, when i was watching you and i was obviously there's a show on netflix if you guys haven't seen that you should go and watch it because it's amazing um mm -hmm. and uh yeah man it's he's just such a legend in the game la mano de dios right as we all know him as um and then now going to you know landon donovan i was actually gonna say yeah i mean you were you you were coached by Maradona, not a lot of players get to say that, but not a lot of players get to say they were coached by Landon Donovan as well. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, we definitely want to talk a little bit about national team too. Drew, I'm going to send it over to you, man. I just had to pitch in because I was actually going to bring up the whole Maradona crazy, crazy thing about Landon Donovan, how I know Landon Donovan. You know, people, not a lot of people know this, but when I was playing in Norway, Landon Donovan was actually there. That's how I met him for the first time. Oh! And... Um, you know, it's such a small world, you know I mean? We met in Norway, and then after that, you know, we play. He decided to come out of retirement and play for Leon. And, you know, we ended up flying to Leon to play against him, and Landon was on the bench, and I was also on the bench. And we just, you know, shook hands after the game, you know, played. We didn't play against each other because, you know, I came on, like, the last five minutes, and I don't think he played. And now we're here in San Diego. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just crazy to think that, you know, we were in Norway and then in Mexico and now we're in San Diego. And, um, you know, I've met Landon like three or three years ago. So, you know, that's definitely a cool story as well that, you know, he sticks around, you know, at least for me. So, yeah, that's rad. That's awesome. Destiny. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's kind of, you know, you've been circling it your whole life. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I've been actually hearing your name a lot since I was a Portland Timbers fan. Um, you know, uh, back, uh, really grew into the team in 2014, 2015, and, um, kind of been hearing a lot, uh, about your journey kind of to different clubs as different podcasts would kind of call it, Hey, this former, uh, uh, youth team players going here. And I've actually been to Beaverton weirdly enough for work, uh, driven through a few times and kind of driven by the high school. So I know where I guess you, you came up and it's interesting. I think you're, you've got a good balance here with USL versus Liga Mekis versus some of these international leagues. Um, what do you feel like now coming to USL, watching it a little bit and, and maybe your, your past experiences, how do you feel like it is for, uh, as a league for young Liga Mekis players to come up and, uh, you know, kind of try the run within, uh, USL as opposed to say, trying to fight for minutes in Liga Mekis, which can be difficult with some clubs. Yeah. I mean, um, the hardest part, you know, in Liga MX is that, you know, there's a lot of players, um, you know, battling for positions. There are constantly, you know, new coaches, you know, I mean, they're very, they're very open to firing coaches after three or four games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of times, you know, a new coach comes in and, you know, he can have a different point of view and stuff like that. And, um, you know, when I was first in Cholos, I, my first year, I almost played every game. Either if I was on starting or I would come off the bench with Dio Coca, which he's at Atlas now. Um, but then a new coach came in. And, you know, things change. You know what I mean? It, you know, you look at the team now and you look at what players are still there. You know what I mean? From yeah. where I was, when I was there. And I can tell you right now, I think there's, like, no one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's just how it is. That's how the business is sometimes. And, um, but, yeah, so, you know, that happens a lot in Mexico. But, yeah, I just, you know, I took this opportunity. One of the biggest reasons was because Landon Donovan was here. And I really felt like, you know, he could help me, you know, if you want to say, re 
rejuvenate my career and you know give me that inspiration to get back to where I want to be and stuff like that. And sometimes having that kind of you know mentor at the same time person to help you who believes in you can help you as a player. And a lot of football and soccer, um, it's a lot about confidence and your mental battles every single day. Um, so yeah, I mean that's one of the biggest reasons I decided to come to San Diego was to help myself get back on my feet. At the same time, like I haven't played since March. You know what I mean? That's the reality. Yeah. You know, a lot of players' situation and a lot of players who are free right now because of the whole COVID situation and um, people's pl- player contracts running out and so on, so on. And, you know, I came to a point where I just was like, I just want to put my head down and just play soccer. I want to play what I love. Oh, you know, I mean? like I got tired of where am I going to be? You know, what, who am I going to play for? You know, I just took Landon's word and I was like, I'm going to just run with it. You know what I mean? And um, I got to a point where I was like, tired of you know looking and I was just like I just want to do what I love you know what I mean like that's my job is just playing football you know what I mean and so I just got to a point I was like look I'm gonna take this chance and just make the most of it so well we appreciate that man because we very much need you right now (laughs) we very much need you (laughs) Um, you can go back we don't have that many episodes you can listen to us you can hear us basically begging for somebody like you to come into this squad so (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here to help I'm here to help the team and I think, you know, no pressure. You know, we have games left. It would be cool to make the playoffs, obviously. So, um, you know, for me, every single time you make a, some sort of competition to make the playoffs, you know, that motivation. And the good thing is that we play all the same teams from our same conference. You know what I mean? So yeah. we could, if we win the, all these games, we could actually push them down because they wouldn't get, you know, win. Because yeah. we'd beat them. So, um, so we'll see how it goes and hopefully we, we, we make it. Yeah. And for those that listen in here, you guys know that my club from birth, like I, I, I like to tell people that I, I came out of my mom wearing a Chivas jersey. So you know I'm going to touch on this real quick. We're going to go back to that because the moment that you said this is Chivas, you grew up watching Chivas, I, my, my ears perked up. You can't say it because I'm wearing headphones. But I was like, oh, uh, well, yeah, vamos a platicar de eso. So with that being uh, said, we did a little bit of research. Uh, before this, we see that you've mentioned Chicharito, you've mentioned Omar yeah. Bravo, which, by the way, that's my generation that I was like, oh, yes, this is who I love, right? Um, you watch Toros, uh, I watched the Chivas uh, beat Toros Nesa like 10 0 at that one final, and it was just like, yeah. But and uh, at that point, I really had no choices. That's the club that my family follows. But you describe them as two of your soccer idols. Um, yeah. Is is that who you model your game after? And if not, how would you describe your style of play? Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent were were my idols. One hundred percent. I mean, Chicharito. First, would get off with Omarra because Omarra for me, I used to do his dance. I used to play Mexican league, and you know, when I was ten years old, like I would score like a hat trick, and every single time I'd score a goal, I would do his. You know, he'd put his hands out, and then he'd like flip off his. Uh, his uh, foot, I don't know what it's called, but he'd do that dance, and I used to do that as well. Um, and then Chicharito, obviously, when he was coming up through Chivas, was one of my biggest idols, for sure. I saw him rise um, from from nothing, you know, I mean, pretty much. Obviously, his dad, the pressure of his dad as well. He was a professional soccer player, and he was, you know, historical. But I think Chicharito's story is special just because, you know, he got to a point where he was close to quitting. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want him anymore. Chivas didn't want him. And, you know, um, it just goes a long way to show you that you just can never give up. You know what I mean? Because it can change like that. 
you know what I mean? And, you know, he, they didn't want him, and next thing you know, he gets an opportunity to debut against Nekatsa, and from there, his stock just rises. You know what I mean? You, you know, Manchester United supposedly just signed him, you know, to get jersey sales. I don't know what it was, you know, all that stuff. And next thing you know, he's scoring every game. You know what I mean? And just like that, you know, you, you look at this player, you're like, how is he on Man United? You know what I mean? Like, his style of play, and you got so many people that, you know, maybe, I want to say hate, but just aren't sure why he's on Man United. But his game speaks for itself. The, the boy would score goals. And, you know, I definitely try to, you know, idolize my game to Chicharito. I feel like I have, um, you know, same, similar style. I would watch all his games and try to learn how to run him behind. I think also just the standpoint that he's a hard worker. You know what I mean? No matter what people say, no matter how bad his game is or how he's doing, he would always work hard and it would always pay off with a goal or some sort of game winner, whatever you want to call it. And that's why I try to really idolize myself to Chicharito for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you want to take the speaking next Jerry's one? speaking Jerry's language oh. with the Man oh. United shout out. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's well the only that's by United the way thing. that's the only Manchester United jersey that I own is the Chicharito <laughs> jersey. Um, and oh, but but then I stopped liking him once he came over to Galaxy. But we'll talk about that some oh. other time. <laughs> you might see some LAFC <laughs> stuff there in the background. Sorry, Rubio. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what Steve? You have you have you have something for for Mr. Ruben here? Yeah, so um, plenty of San Diegans kind of cross the border, you know, week in, week out to watch the the Cholos game. I, I've heard upwards of a third to a fourth of the crowd, you know, obviously pre-COVID, um, you know, come from the States. Um, kind of, Can you talk about your experience in Tijuana? I think you kind of touched on it when you were going through your career, but maybe talk about your experience in down south of the border, you know, kind of specifically, and, and then maybe touch on if you're excited to kind of play in, in front of the, some of the same fans. Yeah. No, I mean, pretty much when I was in TJ, I would, you know, obviously train there and stuff. It was a cool experience. I had my apartment there, but I'll be completely honest. I didn't spend a lot of time in TJ. Um, I would usually, you know, I had century global entry. And as soon as training was over and I was done with my workouts and stuff, I would usually get on, you know, my, my Jeep and then cross the border and just hang out in San Diego with my friends and stuff. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I'm excited to be in San Diego again. Um, San Diego is a beautiful place. It's a very culturally, you know, diverse. And, you know, you get so many, like, cool things. You know what I mean? Like, I was really excited to come here and, you know, have some of Tacos del Gordo. You know what I mean? Those are some <laughs> yeah. bomb tacos. I haven't had them in a while. So, and I saw the line the other day. And I Campechana was like, fries, I bro. Campechana <laughs> fries. Yeah, I was I was gonna get him, and then I was the line. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. But, um, <laughs> not yeah, worth it. Yeah, like you know, you get so much diverse food, and it's just excellent. And you know, um, TJ uh, was great also to me, and just being so close to San Diego was a fun experience as well. So um, my time in Cholos, you know, was one of my favorite times. Just being able to cross the border and also being TJ. I used to go to Playa de Tijuana um, and Rosarito. And used to, you know, be able to eat ceviche up there and stuff like that. And um, definitely Tacos enjoy my pescado. time in this area. I feel like Tijuana and San Diego are one. You know, they're all connected. It's like, are you going to go to TJ? And you're like, oh, we're going to go to TJ to party. You know what I mean? Or like, that's a very common thing San Diego, San Diego and say to, you know, when they go to TJ. And then a lot of people go be like, oh, 
are you guys going to go Las Americas? Are you guys going to go across the border and have In-N-Out? You know what I mean? So it's like <clears throat> some sort of connection that it's kind of cool that you don't really have anywhere else, but only here in San Diego. So um, definitely, definitely a cool, cool area. Drew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting to see that, um, you know, the, the, the kind of passion in the area generally on both sides of the border is uh, one one unit. Um, in terms of how we root for the sport, I think uh, we, we will have a rivalry, I'm sure, between these clubs at some point. But for now, it is a lot of the same people who have been pushing the sport, loving it regionally. And uh, it's always great to have people who have kind of come in as a player and, and be able to kind of experience both sides. But um, how, who have you bonded to kind of personally in that uh, effort, either you know on the TJ side of, of the border or even here already with Loyal that you found either on the pitch or off the pitch that you've kind of found kind of a home base with a little bit? I mean, I know just a couple guys. You know, Elijah Martin. I knew Elijah since yeah. I was, like, I don't even know. I think 13 or 14 years old. Yeah, oh, right. The last That's time cool. I saw him, I was 16 or 15. And now we're here 10 years later. Wow. We're playing That's together. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, you know, that's my boy. And, um, you know, we obviously have different stories. but That guy can dance, by the way. Make him dance, dude. He can dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good. He's my roommate, actually, but obviously he traveled. Great, and did it. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, so he's a, he's a cool guy. I definitely definitely enjoy you know him being here and being able to you know take me in and stuff. You know, every single time you go to a new team, especially if you don't know anyone, obviously you're just like the newbie. You know what I mean? It's hard to you know interact at the the first day. But when this team, you were able to. I was able to interact with Elijah, Ben Spencer, Guido. Um, and just, yeah, they brought me in. So, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's like Elijah I, I've uh, messaged a couple times with, and he just seems like a really awesome dude. Just like really yeah. gets it. And the tackle you made last guy. game were just like, were pretty, pretty incredible to kind of save us from uh, giving up, you know, kind of keeping the draw there. So dude, he's a work, he, he's he, a workhorse, know. man. That guy just does not yeah. know how to stop when he's on the field. He's yeah. a totally different person. It's like, dude, what what is going on? He's everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. That's what you need sometimes. Yeah. Hard work. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say the national team as well. We didn't even talk about this, but the national team and kind of appearing in, in um, you know, kind of your your experiences as well as, um, you know, obviously Landon playing a big figurehead in most kids' minds, now getting to play for him here as well as taking those experiences and, you know, obviously trying to use this as an opportunity to highlight yourself um, you know, within the American soccer sphere a little bit as more as well, you know, kind of what's your experiences with the national team and what's your hopes, I guess, for the future as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, obviously I would love to get back on the national team. It's a goal of mine. It's a goal of mine to, you know, play, you know, in a world cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's right now, I just think my main focus is to, you know, pretty much just focus on my soccer and not really worry about the national team. I think that's kind of, far away right now but I just think I need to let my soccer do the talking but with my experiences you know my first first experience at national team was being on the on the starting lineup against Colombia I think that they were the third best team ranked at that time against James Rodriguez and you're starting on side by side with Josie out the door and you're in Clemson as your coach you know what I mean so um yeah that was a cool experience uh, I think I drew the PK that game. We ended up losing yep. 2-1, unfortunately. 
and um, had a, you know a couple chances that game. I think a diving header that was close that went by a post. <laughs> Um, I, I wish that. that one went in. I still go back sometimes. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and that would have gone in. You know what I mean? It, it's it's crazy. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's just you know those experiences. Uh, I guess no one else can live them but myself, and I will take them, you know, to my heart and stuff. And um, I want to continue to have more caps and you know eventually get on the national team again because. I don't feel like I'm done yet. Um, obviously, you have a lot of young players coming through the ranks now. Um, but, you know, that we have to continue to let them grow and have that continuous test. I think as a nation, we want to see the next Christian Pulisic, which I think Christian Pulisic has done a fantastic and amazing job, and Weston McKinney, you know what I mean? But we also have to, you know, give the chance to other youth players to develop because every other story, we can't expect everyone to thrive like Christian Pulisic you know what I mean and there's other stories where you know for example uh I think I think it's Clint Dempsey I'm not 100% sure where I think he went to college and um he finished and then um you know I'm pretty sure it was him but other stories where you see players go from college they make it through the ranks and then they go to Europe I mean then their national team and um everyone has a different story and so um Definitely, that's my story, and I want to continue it, and I want to, you know, be on the national team again. That's my goal. So um, I'm gonna make I, I'm gonna make it happen, and that's what I'm what I'm striving for. So my first step is obviously to finish off the season here with um, with loyal, and you know, do my best, pretty much score goals, you know. So yeah, please, please, uh, <laughs> please bring that aspect. <laughs> we definitely yeah, need it. It's been a, it's, on any team. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's been a sorry. It's been a rough couple games for for us. Um, we scored a couple games ago, but before that, we had a couple scoreless, and um, you know, the last last match uh, was ended up a, a nil nil draw. So, we definitely need somebody who has a nose for a goal, um, as you've shown throughout your career. So, um, super happy you're here. Um, and I think we're gonna kind of wrap it up here pretty soon. Uh, maybe final question is: Is there anything we didn't cover? Anything you want? the locals are the supporter group to know kind of any message you want to get out there to the supporters um, of San Diego loyal. Yeah. I want to, I want them to pretty much just know that they'll get the best for me, hardworking kid. And I hope, you know, obviously one day that, you know, COVID is behind us and we can, you know, move forward, you know, with our lives again, that I can play in front of you guys and you guys can be there and support. And obviously we come through, you know, some tough times right now where there's no fans, but we will, we will make it past this. And I hope I'm, you know, here to play in front of you guys and stuff. And it's always great to, to get, you know, motivated and have that fan base behind us. So most definitely. Yeah. Listen, man, we appreciate you. And that's the tough part for us because we can tell you there's three of us here that can tell you there's thousands behind you, but there literally is thousands. We've seen it and hopefully you get to see it as well. Um, and yeah. you know we're excited to see you honestly in New Jersey. I know that we have to wait a little bit, but we're going to uh, we're going to be looking out and, and having your back regardless uh, whether you hear us or not. Sure. We're there, man. And uh, yeah, we, I hope I meet you guys as well. You know, I think it's yeah. cool you yeah. this and stuff. Yeah. Hope, uh, at some point, you guys are able to come out and sub, even if it's just a how do you call it a knuckle, no handshake. Oh yeah, no, no, the, yeah, we're gonna do it. The knuckle, or even the, the shoulder, the elbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, elbow bump. You know, even if it's that, uh, you know, appreciate if you guys come out and say say hello. And um, obviously, we live in different times now, but um, yeah, just you know, it'd be cool to to meet you guys. So appreciate you guys and 
you know, thank you for letting me come on your podcast and um, talk a little bit about my story. So, yeah, man, no, I think we have a lot more story to talk about and a lot of story that has yet to be written. As we can hear from you, we, we can hear the desire to uh, just continue to be better and better and better. And uh, we're, dude, we're going to follow you now that you're loyal. You're you're we dude, we got your back. <laughs> Uh, but always, always, man. And, and honestly, like it's yeah. a true honor to have you on Steve drew anything that you guys want to add before we, we call on a night. Just no. say welcome. Bye. We'll get, we're going to get you a scarf. Uh, we'll send you a scarf to the club, get you a local scarf. Um, now that you're part of the club, we, we want you to feel like you're one of us. So I, so when you play, yeah, when you play against orange County, I know you scored against Ajax. So just, just imagine <laughs> this on their crest instead. Uh, <laughs> knock it in, you know. Yeah, so. Using some creative motivation. I had this Ajax kit that's uh, laying around, so I thought nice. I'd just use that as <laughs> visual motivation. Right, well, I appreciate it, yeah, you man. guys. And, you know, I'd love to be on this again. So if you guys ever want me to get back on, and I will do it, man. So awesome that's good to hear all right that's gonna do it for us we're gonna call it a night thank you guys for joining us hope you enjoyed that we'll be uh rooting for mr rubin from home unfortunately but uh for the the rest of loyal of course um it's tough times guys we appreciate you guys listening hopefully this podcast brings a little bit of uh, a little bit of information a little bit of uh i don't know that like togetherness that we need right now that's what we're trying to do optimism optimism and and uh you know hopefully we get to see each other soon just like uh just like we've been talking about. So for for Mr. Drew Steck, for Mr. Steve Brokoff, and for Mr. Rubio Rubin, my name is Jerry Jimenez. Have a good night. Bye.